What is going on everybody? Matt here and I want to chat with you a little bit about why I stayed MDI after my quote-unquote experiment was over. But I also want to touch into a little bit of some mental health stuff with diabetes. So without any further ado, let's get into the theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandervecht, and with my co-host Ali Abdul Karim, we welcome you to Pardon My Pancreas. All right, guys. So... Today, we're going to chat a little bit about MDI, why I stayed MDI, why the heck would I stay MDI, right? If I have a, an insulin pump that calculates things for me, and uh, towards the end of the episode, I might dive into a little bit of a mental health story. Uh, I think that would benefit you guys just from a listener's perspective, but first off, MDI, what is it? Why would anybody choose it? MDI is multiple daily injections. It's likely how you got your, your diabetes life started, right? Um, it is essentially, like I started out when I was first diagnosed, with syringes and vials. They gave me a vial of insulin and a big fat needle. <laughs> it's a syringe and then you stick it in the vial, pull some insulin out. Hopefully you measure correctly and you stick it in. And that's how I was taught. You know, you calculate how many units you're supposed to take with your ratio and you kind of eyeball it right on the, the syringe. You see if you can get it correct and then that's just kind of life for a while. After a few years I was introduced to the Humalog Quick Pen or the Insulin Pen. And that was a, a much easier route because you just click the number of units that you need, you give that, and uh, it's more calculated, but still you're doing the math in your own head. You're guesstimating carbs, right? And then many years down the road, I decided that I was going to go and get an insulin pump. So I went across a few different options, did some research, found the ones that I liked, picked the best one for me, which ended up being the tandem pump. Uh, I was curious about Omnipod, but my insurance didn't cover it, so I never got a chance to try it out. Went for tandem for two years, and then recently, uh, just over a month ago, I went MDI. <laughs> I decided I'm gonna try this thing out, run a few of my famous experiments, and uh, test a few theories that I had surrounding insulin sensitivity, dawn phenomenon, uh, temperatures, and those effects on my body with insulin on board, all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, it was fascinating, to say the least. I thoroughly enjoyed being able to see the impacts of MDI versus pump. Uh, what I didn't realize though is that there were a few subconscious shifts that I encountered where, you know, day one, day two, day three, I was a little bit stressed out because I was trying to figure out my new ratios, right? My new basal, my bolus, testing the foundations of my diabetes management. And usually when you switch over, they tell you it's going to be about a 20% increase in basal from where your total pump basal was. Mine ended up being a 5% decrease. I was like, whoa, this is interesting. My breakfast bolus increased, my lunch and dinner bolus stayed the same. Very interesting transition, and I'll make a video later on that on how to properly transition and what to look out for, but for today I wanna to focus on the journey of the last month of MDI and also why I stayed, right? Why I didn't switch right back to the pump when my experiment was over. And uh, I mentioned a few of those subconscious shifts, little subtle changes in my behavior and my mindset that I didn't expect to come from an MDI experiment. Now, one of the main ones that, the first question I got, honestly, from a lot of people on Instagram was, what's the main difference between MDI and pump? What's the first thing you noticed? 
And honestly, it's the difference between customization and simplicity. Those are the two pros from each side, right? Customization with the pump. You can micromanage your diabetes with temp basils, with different hourly settings of your basils. You can do extended boluses. You can do micro boluses. You can have a tiny snack and deliver a 0.02 bolus, right? But on the other side, with MDI, multiple daily injections on a pen, at least with my pen, I can only go down to a half unit. I couldn't do the micro stuff, which meant it was more simple. There were only a few choices that I had. I couldn't set temp basils. I couldn't reduce basil or cut off basil completely, right? Once I took my Lantus shot, it was in. For the next 24 hours, whether it be for good or for bad, I had that Lantus on board. And it was going to do what it was meant to do, right? Hopefully, I got it right, which I did. I eventually nailed down those blood sugars. But man, that first 24 hours is a bit different than I expected. And, uh, you know, for the first couple of days, it was... A bit more lows than I was used to, but the simplicity of the MDI part portion is, uh, I found it to be beneficial, personally. I found that it was a nice break from having the ability to customize and micromanage everything, which is great for tight control on the pump, right? But on MDI, realizing I could either give insulin or I could eat food. Like, that's, those are the main two options that I have now. And there was no even, there wasn't even an option to do the advanced settings of a pump. There was no option to do an extended bullet. I could take a second shot, but that was it. So customization versus simplicity. That's what I tell people when I say, what is the, you know, the split? What's the difference between the two? But within simplicity, there was something else that I noticed, a little shift in my mental state, which was I became more relaxed. I've been uh, a bit aggressive, a bit obsessive, and uh, over the last two years I've had the chance to experiment in a lot of different ways. I've experimented with different diets, with different exercise types, with different sleeping schedules, all this great stuff, and I got a lot of amazing data from it. My clients love it because I was able to come up with this formula, right? A formula for success, understanding exactly what causes uh, blood sugar fluctuations. How do we see them beforehand so we can predict it and how do we take care of that so that they don't happen in the first place, right? And so those formulas, I teach them in our new program, Diabetes in Action, which I just realized I haven't mentioned that before. So <laughs> that's our new program coming out. We just finished our beta test for that one. and It's super fun, uh, but more on that later. You guys will get an invite, don't worry. Uh, but we teach that formula in that program, and it's essentially how to automate your blood sugars. And it's incredible, but within the realm of MDI, this is part of my testing as well, I wanted to see if that formula worked for MDI when you could not micromanage, when there weren't customization options in real time. And so I set out to, to achieve that. I said, is it possible for me to use only my insulin pen and the other factors that I've determined are important for this formula to then automate my blood sugars? Short answer is yes. And I'm so excited to report that because I was a little bit on the edge of like, is it gonna work? Is it gonna work for everyone or is it just for pump users, right? Will this formula work for every person living with type one diabetes? And then after going through this experiment with my MDI, realizing that the formula not only works, but it remained consistent, that the numbers that I plugged into this formula were consistent. And it was so great to see how, how seamlessly it worked. But like I said, the mental shift that I had, where now that everything was simple, it was simplified, 
on MDI, I began to care a little bit less. Not the sense that I stopped taking care of myself, but I stopped seeing numbers as action items that I had to deal with in that moment, right? Where if I saw a 150, I'd give a micro correction, you know, uh, 0 0.02, 0 0.03, whatever it is, to try and bring it back down into perfect range. Instead, it was, I have this slightly wider range, right? The, the actual time and range is defined as time between 70 and 180. And I started to see that more often. Where I'm looking at my time and range, and I'm like, you know what? I'm still in range. Uh, the smallest dose I can give is a half unit. And with my correction factor, that means that I don't have to worry about giving a correction unless I'm actually above 150, right? And so I'm looking at that like, cool, I don't have to take as many actions throughout my day. Diabetes is no longer a every hour check. Do I need to make a correction? Do I need to set a temp basal? It's now, I'm going to give a correction if I need to, but then I'm going to set my insulin pen down and walk away. So I realized that while I was on MDI, while I did miss the customization, in real time with the insulin pump, it was not the end of the world because I was able to take a step back, relax a little bit, and take a break, right? And I, what's incredible about this entire experiment, I told you guys, the formula works, right? Our new uh, program, it's going to blow your minds when it comes out for the public. But the, uh, the simplicity factor showing me that I need to take a step back and relax a little bit, stop obsessing over these blood sugars, and realizing that a lot of people need to take that step for their mental health, right? And being able to remove yourself just enough so you still have control over your blood sugars, but maybe not so much so that you're micromanaging them. And realizing that, uh, actually yesterday we had our final call from Diabetes in Action, the new program I was talking about, and that call, um, I let everybody in the group decide what that last lesson was going to be about and every single person wanted to know more about burnout, mental health, diabetic distress, all these different things and uh, I looked up a few resources and uh, there was actually a really great resource, shout out to the diabetic therapist. She explains the difference between diabetic distress, diabetic burnout and depression, generalized depression and you see that the difference is generalized depression is an example might be I hate everything right? It's just generalized. Diabetic distress is I hate my diabetes. No action taken, no action removed. And then diabetic burnout is I hate my diabetes and I'm going to stop taking care of it. Now that might look different for everybody and I'm not an expert by any means on burnout or mental health, but I've experienced my fair share of mental health struggles. And so we talked about that a lot last night in our program and it was, uh, it was a bit of an emotional call. I'll be completely honest with you guys. I talked about a lot of things that I've been through personally, whether it was through anxiety, uh, developing panic attacks in my past, uh, PTSD, depression. There's a lot of things that I've struggled with, and uh, it took me a while to realize that I needed to seek help. And uh, when I finally did, I'll tell you, it made a huge difference when I did, but it took, it took a lot just to get to that appointment that I had to set, right? Going to see a therapist was like, wow, I'm at a point in my life where this is my reality. And coming to terms with that was the biggest step that I could have taken with getting help. Because if you're in denial, you're not going to seek out help. And my wife helped in that. She helped me see that I needed to get help. And uh, first, before this episode comes 
to a close it or anything, I, I want to make sure that anyone knows listening that if you need help, go find it. Seek out that help, whether that's going to find a community of like-minded individuals, right? Like we have our warriors tribe where everyone in there is type one diabetic. And we're all working towards similar goals. Or maybe it's seeking professional help, going to see a therapist, going to uh, attend anxiety classes, understanding how to cope with anxiety, how to prevent these different panic attacks from happening, right? There are resources out there. So go check them out. If you feel the need to reach out to somebody for help, don't let that opportunity pass you by. Um, now I wanted to also mention that during these times, I, during that call, I went through a lot of stories and I explained my past experiences with all of these mental health struggles and what I used to cope, what I used to get through those difficult times, what helped me, what didn't help. And I realized something after our call that stuck out to me. And looking back at all of those stories that I had told them, I realized that there were different times in my life when A, I needed more help, and B, when I was okay. I didn't have any signs of burnout or distress, and I was doing well. And I realized that it was during the times that I had simplified my diabetes, the times that I had learned how to control my diabetes without it being a huge stressor on me mentally, those were the times that I was good, right? Those were the times that I felt in control and it was not this huge weight, this huge burden on me mentally. But the times where I tried to obsess and customize and, uh, and didn't quite have that same grasp of control over it, that's when I needed more help. So there are two sides to this. One, if you are obsessive over your blood sugars, you're gonna have a bad time. Like you might get to that level of great control well, what kind of quality of life is that? Where you're controlled with your blood sugars, but the rest of your life is falling apart. The rest of your life is falling by the wayside because you're not hanging out with friends. You're scared to eat out. You're scared to go to the gym. You're scared to go on a hike. You're scared to leave the house, right? That's not a quality of life that you should strive for. On the other side, where I needed help, right, is when my diabetes was not in control. And sometimes it was hard to see that. Looking back, I remember thinking, I'm good enough right? I'm fine. Leave me alone. I had friends and family reaching out. Matt, you need to take care of your diabetes. Matt, you need to test your blood sugars. Matt, you need to pre-bolus and take your insulin on time. Matt, 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 do all of these things. And I was sitting there like, guys, calm down. I'm fine, right? But not realizing that I was kind of destroying my body internally, right? My blood sugars were not ideal, but in my head, I thought, well, I'm not dying. So I'm sure I'm fine. I don't have complications yet, right? And that's a very dangerous place to be. If you're thinking, I'm not bad enough, or if you start comparing, I'm not as bad as that guy over there who has all these complications arising and amputations and he's, you know, his diabetes is winning, I'm not that bad, so I'm doing good enough. It's a dangerous place to be, a dangerous game to play. Because that's a game that you can be teetering on winning and losing, and then all of a sudden you can start losing. That losing gains momentum, and before you know it, diabetic complications, your worst nightmares coming true. Because instead of prioritizing your health, you just kind of became lackadaisical, and you let things slide. That's where it gets dangerous. And so I noticed looking back, telling these stories to my clients last night that when I was not in control, 
when I did not have my blood sugars mastered, right, and I was just going through life assuming it was okay, not testing my blood sugars all the time, those were the times where it was a lot more mentally stressful. On the outside, I played it cool, man. I was like, no, I got this thing. You know, we go out with friends, we get drinks, we go out for pizza and hot dogs and whatever it was, I just went with the flow. I played it cool. But on the inside, I did not feel good. I was stressed out that I was developing complications, right? And it was during those times that I should have reached out for help. I didn't, because again, I thought I was too cool for school. Didn't go for any help. But then I also looked back and realized the times where I was not stressed out were the times where I simplified my life, I simplified my diabetes management, and figured out which levers I needed to pull to control my blood sugars. You understand that this formula, there's only a few key pieces that make up the formula. If you know which levers to pull at which time, and which levers to push at which time, you can control your blood sugars with minimal effort. It's a matter of knowing what things cause fluctuations in your blood sugars. Understanding how different types of foods are going to affect your blood sugars. Understanding how there's different prebolus rates, right, for different carbs or fats or proteins. Knowing the difference between cardio and resistance exercise and how that's going to impact your blood sugars. Once you have this knowledge, it just starts to run itself because you have these things built into your routines where you're like, wait, no, I'm going for a run later. Maybe I should reduce my bolus for lunch, right? Or I just had a three hour hike right before I'm eating. Maybe I should take that into consideration when pre-bolusing for my meal. And then all of a sudden, you're not experiencing these massive swings, high to low to high to low. Instead, you're noticing a bit more of a smooth pattern, right? Staying in range. That's where it gets easy. That's where it gets fun because you realize that you do have control over this. You realize that there are reasons for the fluctuations in your blood sugars. And that's what I wanted to communicate to you today. The realization that I had that when I do have these things simplified and in control, it's less of a mental burden to me, which means I am less likely to experience burnout, distress, depression, these things that I'm at risk for. And most people are. But most people are too proud to admit that either they've experienced things like burnout, distress, and depression, or that they could potentially experience that. People think, no, no, I'm, I'm strong mentally. I've never, ever had to deal with any of that. Uh, I am a concrete wall, right? Like, nothing can break me. I got news for you. <laughs> the right wrecking ball will destroy your concrete wall. There are events in life that you simply cannot prepare for that could potentially cause you to stumble down into this dark place. I want you to be ready for that, A, with the proper strategies, but B, I want you to have your diabetes run so smoothly that when those massive events happen, your diabetes management might see a hiccup, but that's gonna stay stable and not cause extra stress in your life, okay? So, there's something I wanna tell you guys about real quick. Something that, because of last night's call, because of this realization that I had, I wanted to reopen something that's been closed for almost six months. I'm reopening Thrive with Diabetes. And I'm really excited to bring, bring this back because of the massive impact that it had on our last few rounds of clients. The amount of lowered A1Cs, more time and range, lost weight, increased confidence, all of these amazing benefits that our clients saw, I wanna bring that back. I'm gonna bring it back to the public 
For a short period of time, we're going to let people in and then run the program again. Because this program, Thrive with Diabetes, changes lives. And simply put, it teaches you how to automate your diabetes with the proper knowledge, tools, and formulas. And I want to bring that to you. So while Diabetes in Action is still not available yet, I decided to bring back Thrive with Diabetes um, for the first time in a long time. Because it's time for you guys to make that shift. Automate your blood sugars so that they become less of a stressor on your mental health. Automate them so you can get back to enjoying life, right? Focus more on the quality of your life, not the numbers that are dictating your mood, right? Choose to see those as data points from which you can react or plan ahead. So, to join Thrive with Diabetes, I encourage you, sign up today. Do not let this opportunity pass you. Go to thrive.ftfwarrior.com. Sign up quick. We are still limiting spots because I want to be able to focus my attention on those going through the program, okay? It's first come, first serve. Go to thrive.ftfwarrior.com. I will personally welcome you in to that community, into that membership, and everyone who signs up for Thrive with Diabetes is also going to get access to our Warriors Tribe, our world-famous community where all of us come together, share our tips and tricks, our wins, our struggles, and everything type 1 diabetes. And it is, it's a game changer. It really is. And you're getting free access to that. So not only is the Warriors Tribe closed, but you're getting free access if you join Thrive with Diabetes. Because I want you to have every single tool necessary. Now, what's included in Thrive with Diabetes? Thrive with Diabetes is that knowledge base. It's a 12-week program. Health coaching for type 1 diabetics. We include mindset coaching. Now we know how important that is, right? I talked about burnout, distress, depression, all this stuff. We talk about that. We talk about goal setting so you can actually achieve your goals, creating SMART goals. Remember that from our previous episode? We talked about S-M-A-R-T. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to that one. We talk about fitness, because I'm the fitness guy and I love talking about exercise and blood sugars. We talk about nutrition. I love diving into macros, which are the proteins, fats, carbs, how they affect blood sugars differently, and how you can plan ahead to keep stable blood sugars through any meal. And we go through so much more, guys. I can't even go over all this stuff in this episode. You're just gonna have to go check it out. Go to thrive.ftfwarrior.com. There is a note at the top of that site. The price is going up soon. That's because it is. This is a very short opening. I wanted to make sure you guys knew about this. So jump in, go to thrive.ftfwarrior.com. I will see you in there. Have an awesome day. Stay mentally strong and keep up the fight. All right, guys, that is it for today's lesson. Make sure that you jump into Thrive with Diabetes because this episode is sponsored by Thrive with Diabetes. Who knew? Jump in there, automate your blood sugars, find the best tools for fitness, nutrition, and mindset within diabetes management, and I will see you in there. Find that at thrive.ftfwarrior.com. Have an awesome day. I wish you the stablest of blood sugars, and keep up the fight.